0: Coming at you from Wellington, New Zealand, this is Little Big Business, powered by Storby, with your host, Ruben Jensen. Well, kia ora everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Storby's Little Big Business podcast, where we're going to talk through some ideas and concepts that can help your little business be big. Uh, Today, Uh, we've got a really cool topic lined up which is to talk through performance reviews. Now I say cool, it's not always the most exciting topic in the world, but hopefully we're gonna give you some really useful stuff that you can take back and use uh, in your business to help your staff uh, get the most out of their work experience. So of course, why are we talking about this? Well, it's coming up to the end of the financial year for a lot of businesses, right? And that's when we start to look at these things like performance reviews, we're looking at budgets, all these sort of different things to look at what people are being paid, uh, making sure that people are happy and healthy, and that you're going to have a really good humming workforce heading into that new financial year. So I think it's a really good time to sort of start to think about how you're going to help get the most... Uh, value from your staff but also create the most value for your staff uh, as you're moving into this new period. Of course they'll be coming back hopefully after having uh, a very busy Christmas period. For most retailers it tends to pick up around that December, January period. Now we're heading to February, it's nice weather here in New Zealand which is great in Australia and uh, hopefully your team has had a bit of a chance to have some r and hopefully you've had some time to have some r and And now it's a great time to start thinking about starting that process. Now, whether you've done this before, maybe you haven't had formal sort of reviews or anything in your business before, that's not an issue. What we're going to talk through today is some general sort of guiding principles and ideas that you can take and hopefully apply uh, and really use them to create that experience for your staff that you want to create. Part of this as well is making sure that you're, you know, providing that value to your staff that you want to create, creating an environment that's going to make them feel like they're valuable, like you want them to want to come to work in the morning uh, and you want to make sure that they're feeling like it's a really great place to work with your team and in your pharmacy, your vet clinic, whatever else. We also know, of course, that in a lot of your businesses, you know, yourselves, but also your staff, that there can be a lot of pressure, you know, particularly for veterinarians, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them to support their community. Same with pharmacists, you know, you've got people coming in with who can be stressed, uh, who have health concerns, who just want someone to be a sort of kind listening ear and help them to set their mind at ease uh, and get the things that they need. So you know it's really important that we uh, invest back into the staff who are on the front line of that, who are helping out these people when they come in uh, and are really providing that service to support the community. So what I'm going to go through is just a few key things that you should be thinking about and that you can apply when it comes to thinking about how you might structure a bit of a performance review uh, or whatever you want to call it, just an annual check-in, something that can help your staff set up uh, ready for that new year. So the first thing, a couple of principles, is to accept first of all that your staff are individuals, they're their own people, they're unique and they're going to have their own challenges, they're going to have their own strengths and weaknesses and they're going to have their own way that they like to go about this whole process. Now of course that's, that's not news to anyone but it's just a really important thing to keep in mind particularly when you're going through this sort of process. Uh, you've got to be flexible right, you've got to be able to engage with them on the level that they're ready to engage on and just make sure that that's going to be something that's a valuable process for them on the flip side of that though is that being too flexible can sometimes be a bit of a detriment you know you don't want to end up in a position where you're uh, not providing any structure I know for me personally, I've been in processes before where there's been a very rigid structure and I've been in ones where there's been virtually none. And I don't think either end of the spectrum uh, really works that well. Uh, ideally you want to meet somewhere in the middle. There's got to be some structure and some guidance to help your staff You know, think about what they actually want to achieve, what they want to get out of the next sort of 6, 12, uh, 18 months working with you in your business. So I think that that's a really important thing to get the balance right. And you can be led by your staff on this. You know, some people might have a really clear idea of their goals and the things that they want to achieve, and you can just go along with how can I support you with this. On the flip side, maybe someone hasn't, uh, you know, gone through this process before. They've never really thought about setting goals or uh, how they're going to work towards them or anything like that. So it can be good to give a bit of a starting point. It may not feel perfect the first time round but I think it's going to help if there's something that they can lean on, something that they can you know sort of check a few boxes and get things moving in the right direction. If you listen to our episode two, um, we chatted with our CEO Shane and he talked about the importance of setting a direction as a leader and I think that that comes back really true here, right? You want to be able to help your team to tie in and create uh, some goals and create some things that they want to work towards that fits within what you're trying to achieve as an organisation. You know, as a retailer, uh, as a small established industry business as we'd like to call it, You know, that's something that you're going to want to feed through into everything that you're doing as a business, and that includes what your staff are working towards. So, you know, whether it's as simple as just, you know, trying to relate better to customers when they come into store, or on the flip side, it might be that you've actually got people within your organisation who have aspirations to own their own pharmacy or something like that down the track. Uh, It's really important to create a space where you can... uh, let that grow and and make an open and accepting space for that to happen and just align those expectations with the things that you want to achieve from your business you know it doesn't have to be contrary it can be something that works together and creates a really good environment for everyone now when it comes to the specifics of how you're going to actually make this happen there's a million different ways you can do it One thing that I know is a really good place to start, regardless of where you end up, is to think about playing to your team's strengths. Now what I mean by that is actually getting down to what are the things that really make each of your individual staff members tick. And you know, that's something that you can go through for yourself as well, because it's really valuable to think about what are the skills that we've got within the business? What do people naturally get fired up about, get really excited about doing that make them feel valuable and feel like they're really contributing in a positive way? And what are those things that, they're a bit of a brain drain, they're a bit, um, you know, the things that make you go, oh, I don't really want to go on to work today because I know I got to do that thing. We've all got them, right? There's all these things, and it comes down often, not necessarily to the task itself but to the type of person you know for someone like me I love being creative I love writing I love these things that allow me to think big and think about ideas and this sort of thing when it comes to putting numbers into a spreadsheet or something a bit more monotonous like that that really sucks the energy out of me but I know people who absolutely love that sort of task so You know, the point being is that you've got to think about what are the strengths that your team already has, that they're already using day to day. If you can build some awareness around that, it can really provide a great basis for setting that direction and moving the team forward towards a really productive unit of people working together, playing to their strengths and helping to support each other towards what you're trying to achieve as an organisation overall. A way that you can start with this is through a strength finder's test or uh, online assessment. There's one uh, that is online for free, if you google free strength finder's test it's a pretty basic level, it gives you your idea of your top 5 strengths when you fill out a questionnaire. Now I'm not by any means endorsing any one of these over the other, there's a whole lot of different ones you can do, some are paid, some are free and so forth. The point being is that it might just help to spark that thought and spark that discussion around these are the things that maybe I gravitate more towards. And I think most of the time when you go through that sort of process, the results are always surprisingly uh, accurate when you look at yourself and you go, oh yeah, that does make sense. So I think it's a really valuable thing that if your team's stuck particularly, and maybe just as a general exercise to get your team to go through and just go hey what are we good at, what do we love doing and what are those things that we want to maybe do a little bit less of because then you've got a starting point, you've got a common understanding and a common language you can use when you're talking about these things and setting those goals. Now the next thing is setting goals, Uh, that's obviously a very broad topic and there's again so many different ways you can go about this there's probably not any specific rules or specific guidance as to what they should be. Really, all they should be is something that gives your employees or your staff or even yourself, gives you something that you're working towards that's going to make you feel fulfilled, right? And it doesn't just have to be work stuff, I think it's really valuable insofar as people are comfortable bringing in some of those personal goals as well, you know, making space for maybe if someone wants to work towards running a marathon, maybe it's going to make a massive difference to be able to go out for a run on their lunch break and making space for that to happen when you're doing the rosters and things like this. You know, little things like that can make a massive difference, and it's not too small to build into this idea of a performance review. It can feel really big and scary and like it should be all focused on these big aspirational goals, but it might be small. It might be as simple as for some people turning up five minutes early or even just on time maybe. It doesn't matter where each individual is at, the point is that you're creating the space for them to move towards where they want to be. And the other thing is just to not make them too arbitrary. You know, when you're setting goals, I think there's a tendency when you're getting started and you haven't done them before to just sort of go, oh, I want to make more sales or I want to do this thing that's, you know, just your sort of generic ticking the box. You know, some people might not want to go much deeper than that. And that's fine. As I say, be flexible with what your staff want to do. But if you've got the opportunity to dig a little deeper, you know, get at the heart of what is making your staff tick and really help them to hone into that. You know, that's really gonna make a massive difference for how they feel about their relationship with their work and their relationship with you and the business. And the final thing is just a a little tip and this is maybe a personal preference thing but I think it makes a massive difference and that's think about if you can get off site for these conversations. You know when you're in your place of work, particularly if you're in a customer facing position, it can feel like quite a high stress environment. I'm sure you've experienced this yourself, you know, you've got that expectation to sort of perform, to be on and to be helping your customers, to be presenting that great face of the business to everyone who comes through that door. And I know we've all experienced, if you've been in a customer-facing role, that that can take it out of you. It, it takes a lot of energy to put that positive face forward. So, you know, when you're having this sort of discussion and you're trying to be a little bit honest, and maybe a little bit vulnerable when you're talking about things like your aspirations and your goals, I think it can be a really simple but valuable tool to just... Go down to the coffee shop around the corner, you know, go somewhere that's neutral, that people don't have to feel like they're putting on a face quite the same as they do in their normal place of work. I think it can create a massive difference when it comes to allowing people that space. Again, to just be really honest, really create that environment to show your team that you want to help them get the best out of their experience while they're at work. You know, it's one of these things that we uh, can get a little bit caught up in the, the performance and the status and the ticking the boxes, but I don't think it has to be like that. Uh, you know, when we're going through this for us at Storby, we're really looking at how can we help our team to perform the best? What do we need to do to move Storby towards its goal? We have leadership who are, are showing us this is the direction we want to go. They're they're laying out the, the vision and the mission that we're trying to chase after and it really helps us to get around that and go, okay, what's my part that I can play? And it doesn't matter how big or small your role is, the important thing is that you own that. The important thing is that your team feels like they have ownership and control over what they're contributing, not just that they're turning up and checking a box, unless that's something that they really want to do. So it's being flexible, it's being open and creating that space to really help your team reach their potential while they're coming to work with you. So that's what we got for today. Um, hopefully that's been helpful and given you a few things to think about. Um, we've also got a resource um, that you can tap into that's a bit of a template as a starting point if you're structuring these conversations. So feel free to head along, download that, uh, and we'll see you next time. Remember to like, subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts or your videos. Uh, and we'll see you next time for the next episode of Little Big Business. Čakite.